Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How do these things just become so true? It is Maggie Perloff. What up? Welcome to the show. So glad to have you. We're streaming, well, we are across the country on all of our CBS Sports Radio Affiliates, we're also streaming live right now, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in, get comfortable, and come hang with us in the chat. Okay, so we were going to start with (laughs) Perloff and I do not agree on how Mike McCarthy is going to improve the Dallas Cowboys offense, but we have to put that on hold just for a moment. We promise we will get to it right away. But the newest thing that happened was Aaron Rodgers did his appearance on the Pat McAfee show like 20 minutes ago. So he responded to our interview with Romeo Dobbs. So first, let's play the question that ended up going viral over a million views on Twitter when we were talking to Romeo. Can you give us an outside of the facility hanging out with Aaron Rodgers story? I didn't get a chance to hang out with him, but not one time. He didn't take you guys out one time. um, I mean, as far as being around 12, uh, I'd say possibly it's always been football so i mean in the building on the practice field there was never a time where you know got the really okay did mention the halloween party that he got to hang out with him at but that was like a team event but you know i kind of said that really not one time i mean we weren't trying to bait him into anything it was maybe just a little surprise Mm. because we think these teams are so insular and you know i expressed that I hosted a show at one point with Bart Scott, who had told me that he used to invite teammates over to watch Monday Night Football, stuff like that. Okay, so that ends up going viral. We never thought, Perloff, that Romeo Dobbs meant any harm by that. No, absolutely not. You don't hear a lot of negativity in his voice saying, oh, man, I can't believe Aaron Rodgers wasn't hanging out with me. No, he. I think he was answering very honestly, and he, the whole interview was very honest. He was not putting on any effects. No, not at all, and he was pleasant. He was very pleasant. He just finished a really nice rookie year. So Rodgers was asked about it on McAfee today, and first he addressed, so let's play clip one, why they don't really hang out. Listen, I'm 100% attendance on every team party. I don't know that every person can say that on the squad, so that's a chance to hang out with me. Uh, in those venues, I'm damn near 100% every single line dinner. So I feel like I spend a lot of time with my teammates, and I love that time. Now, there's obviously ones you're closer with than others, you know. But what those guys have in common, especially Mace and and Dave and and Randall, is they're in their 30s. The things that I'm thinking about and doing and and spending my time doing are a little probably different than a 21 and 22-year-old. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Romeo Dobbs was born in the year 2000, which like, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Man. That was like taking a bullet. I know that's hard to hear. So here's the thing. I, I totally agree with that. But the funny thing is, I don't think any other 30-year-olds on the Packers are doing the things that Aaron Rodgers is doing. <laughs> That's fair point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think there are a lot of guys who are having vacations with Miles Teller and uh, his Hollywood girlfriend. And, they're, you know, he's in a different stratosphere than anyone. Yeah. But it is a valid excuse because we all relate to that. I don't hang out with younger people at work. For example, Stu and I do not <laughs> grow out me. after the show. Uh, I'd like to, but Stu is <laughs> Stu keeps on shooting me down. <laughs> um, I know it's like it's different when you're you know a little bit older. You you can't be going to like ten cent beer night and, and I think the not li- that Romeo Dobbs is. The line is when you have kids too. Yeah. Not that Aaron Rodgers has Rogers kids. Yeah. So yeah, but it's totally having right. kids kills your social life. Just FYI. It, we, Murders it. Thanks yeah. for telling me six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Sanford, we tried to warn you. Was your social life so spectacular before the kids came, Maggie? <laughs> no, but it existed. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't exist. When's the last time, Maggie Gray, young mother, you have been in a movie theater? Oh, oh wait a minute. No, <laughs> not since before. My oh, you son went... was born in 2019. Okay. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I saw you in Hustle. Oh, right, right, right. That was, that was a Netflix movie. <laughs> but, but you did and you I take got your to go kid to, the to, a, to a movie for five minutes and... I well, okay. Oh, the bad guys, right? No, no. This is a, always one that is a little weird. So for Father's <laughs> Day in the middle of the pandemic, in the little town I live in in New Jersey in the suburbs, you could rent out the movie theater. Oh, okay. And it's actually not that expensive and you can play whatever movie you want. So I did that for my husband. So my kids stayed there for five minutes before he went home with his. What did you play? The Godfather? What, what did you? No, play? we did um, Into the Heights or something. It just come out. Oh, let me walk over it. I like it. I'm sure Samter's a big fan. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's funny. Oh, sidetracked here. No, the point West Side is, Story was on TV today, so I was I was kind of watching parts of it. Different stages, you know, they're different sta- Players are at different stages, and I heard Aaron Rodgers. We speak Aaron Rodgers pretty well. There was no defensiveness in his voice no. either. He. I think the the question which mentioned our show was actually a little bit more angry than Aaron Rodgers was. I didn't sense any. He's like, yeah, we don't hang out. It really wasn't a sore point for Rodgers. I don't even think he cared about the criticism. So he didn't feel like he needed to defend himself at all. However, he did want to make one thing clear about what kind of leader he is. I love Rooms. I mean, I enjoy playing with Rooms. I enjoyed our conversation in the room. I enjoyed seeing his personality come out. But there's two types of leaders. There's leaders that want to be liked first and foremost, and respected second. And there's leaders that want to be respected first and foremost and liked second. And I think one type of leadership makes you make decisions that are based solely in never wanting to be the bad guy. And I've just never really resonated with that type of leadership. I want the guys to respect my work, to respect how I hold myself accountable and hold them accountable. And to me, that's how you you model leadership that actually sticks and lasts in this league. That to be said, I love my teammates and love spending time with them. And I don't give a about any of the other comments uh, outside of that. Yeah, so I think this is a little defensive, I would say, towards the backlash that Rodgers got from the Dobbs interview, right? So he got, I think that, you know, a lot of people did pile on kind of those narratives about Aaron Rodgers that, you know, he can be aloof or selfish or whatever. And he's trying to say there, like, I'm someone who wants to be respected more than I want to be liked. I'm not going to be your buddy. I'm going to be you know, maybe a hard ass sometimes or whatever I have to be to get the best out of everyone. And maybe he feels like that gets misinterpreted. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I'm thinking of actually Russell Wilson, who it seems like the way former teammates respond to him is much more negatively. I don't, I don't hear a lot of that with Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, maybe I'm missing it. I, I don't remember some. I mean, he's got the some people who kind of like Greg Jennings, for example. Oh, Jennings I don't know if he like... did with this particular interview, but you know, Jennings has been someone who's been critical of him in the past. Okay, it's a good point. Um, uh, it's not like Russell Wilson though, where uh, there's no, where a, Richard Sherman's on Amazon every Thursday night, basically yeah. still saying, you know, run the ball. And some of his receivers, like Doug Baldwin, were critical of Russell. Yeah, so. I think Rodgers is not for everybody. Yeah. But this one, I don't think this was a gotcha moment. That And by the way, I don't think you and I ever presented it as a gotcha moment. No. We just put the uh, the video out. We thought it was interesting. And it's, it revealed a real truth about the team. It's Rodgers is a different stage than these rookie wide receivers. That's I think that's an important storyline when you look at the Packers. No doubt. And it... I think moving this forward where Rodgers now has this big decision and the Packers have this big decision is like, what kind of team do you want to go to? Mm, right. Great because question. He talks about the friends that he has and Bakhtiari and we know about Randall Cobb and Mason Crosby and these guys who are in their late thirties. You know, you look at the jets who I know everybody wants to pencil Aaron Rodgers just go into the jets. Now that is an extremely young team. Yeah, I mean, actually, the funny thing is their wide receiver core is actually a lot older than the Packers' wide receiver core. By, not by much. By, but it, so Garrett Wilson will be coming into his second year, and Elijah Moore will be coming into his third year. At least they're not rookies. Like <laughs> Everybody on... Uh, I, the fact <laughs> that the Pack. Okay, I get what's going on here. The Packers being contenders and going with three rookies in their wide receiver rotation, who weren't even... None of which were first-rounders, that's a little bit on the organization. I think, actually, you could say Rodgers handled that better... Than he could have. Remember the first game, Christian Watson broke deep and dropped a pass. Yeah, but that honestly, like that stayed with him too long. I know he ended up getting hurt. He missed some well, games, but right, like right. we kept going back to that. I felt like that was unfair. He was a rookie, dropped a ball. It's like your worst nightmare, probably. And it was like the the play kept getting shown, and Roger said, you know, about how momentum builds and then it gets taken away, like. I always thought he got too much criticism well, on that one drop. But you understand why. Because everybody picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, and then they trot out a fourth-round pick in Romeo Dobbs as their starting wide receiver. That just doesn't happen on contenders. That's true. So I, I think people were waiting. The Although fact that, Isaiah Pacheco right now is a really big part a, of what the Chiefs are running, doing. Running backs, Kelsey, you know. running backs can be any age. Yeah, it doesn't matter. True. Just you take the ball and you run forward. Not to he's take a running your back off. that doesn't run through. In between the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But running back has no age requirement. They're That's usually true. better as rookies. I mean, can you imagine? Have we, has there ever been, a, uh, let's ask our crack research department, has there ever been more than one starting rookie receiver on a, a, on a deep playoff team? team? Has there, I don't even know, do typically rookie wide receivers even start on Super Bowl no, teams? No, but again, Maybe. I'll go to the Chiefs. It's not on the wide receiver side, but they have rookie corners who are starting, a rookie different, safety. Different. Okay. And that might be an issue, by the way, but it's different. Uh, you, you know, I think a lot of defensive positions, your athleticism can help you get over that hump. Wide receiver, you have to know what you're doing. Mm. You need to know the route trees. You need to have familiarity Chemistry, with Rodgers. obviously. So, yeah, I mean, look at last year, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. I know Beckham got hurt. That's a lot of experience. Sure. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. He's like, ooh, give me Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They were Evans had a lot of experience. Yeah. So I, I think it's tough. Uh, but I think Rodgers, overall, because Watson turned around at a great season, I think this situation, he handled it okay, at least on the surface. And I know people were coming after him for Dobbs, but I think this could have gotten a lot worse. Is that fair to say? Uh, the reaction to the no, I, no, no, no. The rookie the wide season. The season sure. and having a bunch of rookie Listen, wide receivers that he clearly didn't bond with. I think that it was pretty much a surprise to everyone that they kind of no-showed in Week 18. 
you know, the way that things were trending, oh, they yeah. won four in a row. I mean, we were saying, like, is are they now going to be, like, this dangerous seven seed? And then it ended up not happening because Detroit beat them. And then Seattle gets in. And Seattle just earned the right to get trounced by the 49ers, which probably would have happened even if the Packers were in. But they were trending in the right direction, just like you would expect a rookie to trend. You know, you're as a rookie, you're much different at the end of the season than you are in the beginning. Of course you are. Uh, on the Jets, same situation. I think they're. T- I think you're right. I think they're too young. I mean, they're they, super young. Their Super Bowl window, if it is a Super you need to go to a place with the Super Bowl window if you're Aaron Rodgers. And I think they're just a year or two away. Mm-hmm. I know that's a cliche that people say, but do you really look at that team and say they are the Bucks when Tom Brady went there? It just doesn't seem... No. I think the best case guys. scenario for them, and they obviously do not right now have the franchise quarterback to do it, but their best case scenario is to have like a Jaguars kind of thing where they go to the playoffs. Mm. Like for the Jets, let's let's walk before we can run here. Make the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. You well, know, Kind of like the Eagles made it at 9-8 and eight last year and got blown out by Tom Brady in the first round. That kind of led the way to this season. Yeah, it's like... You know, let's make the playoffs first if I'm the Jets. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers goes there, then the expectations are going to go through the roof. So Rodgers was asked about the Jets as well because Nathaniel Hackett, his former offensive coordinator, was just hired as their offensive coordinator. Here's what he had to say. There's not a great answer I can give you. We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and have created those really special rooms to play in. Obviously, Nathaniel is one of those guys. Love Hackett. Hack's my guy. I love him, and we really bonded when he was in Green Bay. He made it fun. I'm not sure what what the future holds for me, but those are friendships and ones I mentioned that are going to last longer than football. Listen, singing his praises. Loved his approach. Said Made it fun, which I can imagine when you're in year, what is he, 19 or whatever Rodgers is going into. You probably appreciate that more because I bet the season feels like a grind. So I'm curious, our resident Jets fan, Mike Samter. Yeah. Did you read into that the nice things about Hackett? Is say, did your mind go straight to Aaron Rodgers in a green jersey, ready to go? My mind went to Aaron Rodgers in a green jersey the day the season ended. <laughs> so, so I, I got to be honest, to ask. the Jets will find a way to make even the most fun thing not fun. <laughs> they, that's where fun goes to die with the Jets. I mean, I know Rex was kind of fun, but like that was a while ago. Well, let's go get a snack. (laughs) That was fun. Wait, you didn't curse. You didn't curse, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. If it's not a real Rex Ryan quote, if you don't drop a curse. (laughs) So I think both you and I are saying the same thing, that the Jets, you know, it's related to the Dobbs issue. This is a bunch of young players, and why why there for Aaron Rodgers? Listen, there is one place. We're going to talk about it in a minute. There's one place where if I am Aaron Rodgers or if I'm Tom Brady that I want to go. Ooh, we got a break. One and one only. Oh, tease that baby. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be a fun show. So we start off with Aaron Rodgers. We will get to Mike McCarthy. Perloff and I just do not see this thing eye to eye. Like, we, it was funny because we started chit chatting about it. And I was like, You really think that? He's like, Yes. He's like, You really think that? I'm like, Yeah. We just don't agree. So we'll get to that and wh- and how Mike McCarthy and will he make the Cowboys offense even better. <laughs> that was a good dramatic reenactment of our pre-show meeting. <laughs> you really think that? Yeah. You really think that? Yeah. It implies that most meetings are like, you really think that? No, but w- what the heck? No, I thought yours was so crazy that I'm like, you really think that? We're not. Don't. We, this can't be a bit. <laughs> if you don't. guys, have you known us long enough? This is nothing about this is a bit. Don't get away from the tease that you have the perfect team for both Brady and Rogers. I'm dying to know this. Oh, yeah. Easy. 
And this one, pff, not even a question. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Chad is up and running. Good afternoon, widows. Good to see everybody is in tip-top shape today. You know, they think that we're drinking something mm. uh, unsavory out of these cups. <laughs> you guys, your minds go straight into the gutter. Maggie, you're really selling it because you even have the tea bag string hanging <laughs> off the side. I mean, you're really selling whatever's, whatever's yeah. in that cup. I'm not that good of an actress. Ma- Maggie Gray, 100% attendance at work parties. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't miss a beat. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It'd be weird if I was only hanging out with the interns. Um, all right, we'll get to the one place for Aaron Rodgers. And Tom Brady, right after this. We are across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're also live on the Odyssey app. We're on Sirius XM. And again, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on and hang out. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I am so excited. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. So excited to find out. Did you guys know there was one team that's perfect for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? And Maggie knows it. And I have no idea what she's going to say. Usually we go over a lot of topics. And I have not been able to glean what this one team is. Listen, they should both be racing to this team. Should we get a drum roll ready or something? (laughs) I mean, I feel like we have to present this. So let me just do third runner up and second runner up. Oh, I didn't know you had a... Th- but there's only one team. <laughs> yeah. But okay, let's get your third runner-up and second runner-up. runner-up was going to be Miami. Yeah. I think Miami I mean, was going to be a fun one. I thought that was going to be your one. No. Nope. Miami was going to be my... Is my third runner-up because they have weapons, obviously. Uh, you know, defense still a work in progress in Miami. They maybe hired Vic Fangio. Then maybe they didn't hire Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Still not sure about that. But... um. 
obviously like the, the future's bright and Tua's future, unfortunately, I think is a little in doubt, but we got the report from Schefter over the weekend that they're going to be all in on Tua. So that's Miami was third runner up. Second runner up to me. Wait, wait, wait. You're taking, you're not dinging them because of that silly Schefter report. I am dinging them because of the oh, Schefter report. Oh, that does not mean it's done. But please, okay, go we'll, ahead. We'll unpack that a little later. My second runner up was going to be Stu's Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are good. It's a good idea because you have Devontae Adams. You got great weapons. But let's be honest, defense needs a lot of work. Offensive line needs a lot of work. And are we really sold on Josh McDaniels as a coach? I mean, we talked to the Hall of Famer, Tim Brown. He did not seem to be that sold on Josh McDaniels. So it's it's good, but it's not great. So number one team, they both should be. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The team they should both be running for is San Francisco 49ers. This is a no-brainer. This is the best team out there for anyone. Look at what happened. There was a chance, Perloff, before Josh Johnson fumbled the ball and then had to leave the game with a concussion, that perhaps they were going to keep this game close with a fourth-string quarterback in in the link facing your Philadelphia Eagles as the number one seed. Your Eagles were amazing this year, yeah. and San Francisco's defense was almost good enough to just single-handedly keep them in this game. The weapons are there. The offensive line is there. The coaching is there. Rodgers and Brady have to duke it out to get to San Francisco. And listen, Brady has the inside track because you don't have to trade anything for him. Mm-hmm. And his salary is not going to be near what Rodgers is if history is a guide. So Rodgers might be a little tougher, but San Francisco is the place. Okay. I would have felt really bad watching Tom Brady on Sunday because there was one play, Brock Purdy, when he was still in the game, dropped back. Hassan Reddick, but the second he turned around, threw him into the ground. I mean, they would have murdered that statue, Tom Brady. That, Listen, Brock Brady that needs like bad. Tommy John now. <laughs> that would have been bad to have Tom Brady. Now, Rodgers, though, because of the costs, there's a lot. That's pretty complicated for the Niners to get Rodgers without sort of gutting the future of the team. Here's my real question. They won 12 in a row with Brock Purdy and JBG. Why do they need a, one of these guys? They can win with anybody. No, I, I... They're built to win no matter who your quarterback is. Why are they going to put down to get one of these all-time guys? You have no idea what Trey Lance is. You have a very, let's. it's a good sample, but it's a small sample on Brock Purdy. How about a team that's ready to win where Kyle Shanahan has been the bridesmaid and not the bride going to these Super Bowls and NFC Championship games year after year? The team's good, but just not good enough. Obviously, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, that's an all-time blown lead that he has to live with until he wins a Super Bowl for himself. And they go to they went and blew a 10-point lead with Jimmy G as their quarterback in the Super Bowl to Mahomes. They keep going back to the NFC Championship game and they just can't get it. They need maybe they need a little bit of a better quarterback and that could be what finally gets them over the hump. Well, what this year they needed to stay home too because if that game was in San Francisco, a totally different game. That's it would have been hard to win in Philadelphia on Sunday. Now, Jimmy G is really good in that offense. It's a Kyle Shanahan offense. It's a Kubiak Shanahan offense. Tom Brady is going to have to learn kind of a new system there. And Kyle Shanahan is his brilliant play caller, maybe the best play caller in the NFL, maybe second behind Andy Reid. Why do you need a, you know, this is a big deal to bring in Brady. So Brady's going to have to learn a new system, and you're going to kind of neutralize Kyle Shanahan's brilliance. And you're taking away the running element of your quarterback, which I hate to say it is is now a bigger deal than ever. Yes. So Brady, 
I, I don't know that I'm so psyched about the Niners with Brady. Okay. I, I feel like this is not exactly the team for him. The RPO thing, that's the one answer I don't have. You know, Brady can't really Right, do that's that. what I'm thinking about. I, I get it. He can't do that. And, like, the bootlegs and the, what do they call him, the nakeds, like, he's not going to yeah. be able, it's going to be a little different. But Brady, as a point guard, at this stage of his career, you know he can do that. And if I'm going to bet on anybody who could learn an offense, dedicate his life to learning this offense and be 100% all in, not Rodgers, who's in Tahoe right now, you know, getting ready for a golf match. I don't really care about that, actually, but just using it for my argument. I'm saying Brady is 100% in. He will learn. Because oh, he doesn't go to camp. He doesn't go to minicamp either. No, no, he won't go to minicamp anymore. So that's not 100%. <laughs> well, he'll learn the offense, though. He will so in the Rogers. I mean, these guys are both when they're in, they're in. You so know? Rogers comes from a West Coast background. Yeah, I, I'm sure Rogers can learn. They I, I, they're both smart. If I'm San Francisco, I'd rather have Rogers. I mean, yeah, but that's sixty mil. It's a hard Brady's it's, been it's taking hard pill to mil. swallow. Now, let me ask you about this team around him. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey fits Tom Brady. Short white short running back who can go out or, or slot receiver go out. McCaffrey fits everybody, but. Tom Brady, when he got to Tampa Bay, is like, oh, man, I'm throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now, I love Debo, and I love Ayuk, but though it is not Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Debo's best play is an end-around. Are they really the deep threats that's going to make this vertical passing game that you kind of need with Tom Brady? I kind of doubt it. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember Brady tossing all these 40-yard bombs all over the to field Evans? this year. Evans, he didn't, they didn't connect for a touchdown for like 10 weeks out yeah, of the and season. What happened? And how did they pick up their season? They started throwing long to Evans. I mean. But think about the first year when it actually worked there. Well, and he had Antonio Brown. And too. he had Antonio. Right. But. Exactly, and I just don't think that the Niners are built like that. The Niners are built to grind it out and win with defense. I don't know. At this stage in his career, maybe that's what Brady does need. You know, Kind of like a late career Peyton Manning. There you go. 855-212-4CBS. Better than that, probably. Just but, minus the neck procedures. Uh, and I'll tell you exactly how this movie ends, too. Brady, week two, gets hit. Brock Purdy comes in, w- leads in the Super Bowl, and goes on to win six more Super <laughs> oh, Bowls. Then he's the new Brady. <laughs> I mean, there's... I'd say people say Joe Burrow is the next Brady. Joe Burrow came in the NFL off of the national championship. Brock Purdy is literally the new Brady. Seventh round pick. Yeah, but Mo Lewis already retired, so it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was very specific. Week two, <laughs> lung injury. It doesn't have to be like that. 855-212-4CBS. Our buddy Big Dave is weighing in on Roger's future. Dave, what's happening? Hey, what's up, guys? Listen, first of all, Maggie, you are spot on with your analysis of San Fran's the perfect place for Brady to go now with the uh, with the party injury, and I think uh, if I'm going to I'm going to put anything, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up with the Jets. McLovin, you're I can't believe your uh, argument for this. It's lame. I mean, you know, all all that they need, they've got weapons all around him. I mean, the situation's perfect for Brady, in my opinion. You know, to have to eliminate the RPO. Out of out of an offensive scheme, I mean that's a that's small sacrifice. Grand, I think, yeah, in the grand scheme of things. Listen, I'll dial back this for just a second, if you guys don't mind, and ask ask you something about that kind of hit me about the AFC uh, championship game. Yeah, go ahead. The call where you know the where the clock didn't stop after the incomplete pass, and and of course uh, the Chiefs get the extra down, right? Per se, right? Yes. What happens if the receiver catches the ball? If Jarek McKinnon had caught the ball on the sideline? Yeah. Then, no, I mean, the incomplete pass. The incomplete pass. Yeah, to Jarek McKinnon. 
right? Where the oh, yeah. They don't get to play. Well, okay. So what's the argument for – what's the argument by the Bengals fans? Are they saying that, okay, if he would have completed the pass that they wouldn't have stopped the play? It's a good point, Dave. They're playing the result. So what if it was a, somehow a touchdown and they redone yeah. the play? Would Bengals fans be complaining? No. Exactly. Exactly. My whole point. I mean, I guess the assumption is my Bengals fans are – they're saying that they got a free play. My argument is they didn't get a free play because even if he would have caught the pass for a first down, the play wouldn't have counted. Interesting. Well, you gave us something to think about there, Dave. You're right, though, Perloff, that they were playing the result. But I still... But he's right. It's not a free play. It's not like when the defense goes off sides. No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. So, but it it's was, being it portrayed was a by the third down. Yeah, I, I understand what Dave's saying. I still understand why Bengals fans are mad about it. Yeah, it shot. It was shocking at the time because the Bengals did stop them, and it's frustrating because they they kind of felt like they earned that play. That and it also felt like the tide. Maybe this is just me now, but it felt like the tide was kind of turning Big a bit towards the Bengals, and then you get the third down play and the redo. And I really blame the official because you've got to sell that. I don't care if it's loud. It's been loud the whole game. This is now into the third quarter. We know that the fans and Arrowhead are going nuts. You've got to adjust as a ref and do everything you can to blow that play dead. You can't just all of a sudden after the fact be like, oh, the clock started and now we have to redo the play at that moment. Ludicrous. What do you want him to run up and do a flying body wedge into Travis Kelsey? (laughs) What do you want here? I want him to like basically do the electric slide out there. You got to do whatever to get attention. What if he had injured Patrick Mahomes at his desperation to stop the play? He was like 20 yards down the field. He could have done cartwheels there. He would have taken him forever to get. What if he had ripped down his pants or something like that? (laughs) What now? What what is the most extreme thing that he should have done in your mind? I was going to say throw the flag, but if you want to say de-pants himself, then sure. No, he's got it stripped down and get naked. That's the only way the guys know the play's not on. That'd be funny. He's like, oh my gosh, there's a streaker on the field. It's like, nope, I'm sorry. That's the down judge, Larry Johnson. <laughs> what, I don't know his name. I mean... Doing cartwheels, that doesn't, that's not easy. These guys are older. You set think Carl Sheppers fl- can do a cartwheel? <laughs> so you got to set off a flare or something. They don't have flare. They can, you know, they have, all they are armed with is a shirt, pants, and two flags or three. How many flags do they have? So you got you got to de-pant. That's the only appropriate <laughs> move is her Take official. off your shirt. It's like, and the official has taken off his I shirt. I mean, uh, the Hockley's would have done that in a second. <laughs> Actually, these are actually like they want to do the game. Yeah, but I don't think anyone would have stopped if Ed Hockley had taken off his shirt. They'd be like, "Up, oh, there goes Ed." Ed's like a little which way to the gun show, like putting his bicep up. So you're not buying that it was too loud excuse at all. No, and also I know it's loud, but you've been dealing with the noise through the first half. Find a way to adjust, and secondly, the Chiefs were on offense. So it wasn't nearly as loud mm-hmm. as it would have been if the Bengals were on offense because everyone knows that. You get loud at home. You get loud when your team's on offense, not – or excuse me, you get loud when your team's on defense, not offense. Absolutely. I have a little bit Fandom of – Fandom 101. I have a little bit of the issue – an issue with this holding call on the play where Patrick Mahomes was hit late out of bounds. So Gene Saratore explained that he thought there was enough restriction to call holding on our show yesterday. Yep. Kind of went viral. Yep. There are too many armchair experts on holding out there. I do not. I, the only people I want to hear about holding from are NFL football players, ex-NFL football players, and officials. Because yeah. I think no matter how much football you watch, I, I think there's so much subtlety to holding. Am I wrong? Should I become an expert in holding? But I read so much about it over the last two days. And there's so many different facets that I, I think that is a really hard one to understand. Well, listen, 
the official said that, I mean, Gene Steratore said it. He thought that it was holding, so we got to go with what he said, I think, over, Wait, no offense, Jeff no, Schwartz and, you know. I, I think Gene Steratore is great, but just because he said it doesn't mean it's fact. I mean, we've seen a lot of the TV analysts be wrong. and also, I know, but he's getting the training that, in theory, yeah. these other refs are getting. Oh, okay. It's holding when the ref says it's holding. Who is that guy on CBS who couldn't predict the right call? Sorry. Oh, I, I, yeah. Oh, who is Aquil, remember? Who was the original rules analyst for CBS? Not Mike Pereira, but... Yeah, no, I'm... Uh, well, it's, it's, his name started with an L. But right? anyway, and Gene Serator is usually right, by the way, but I, I think that just because he said it doesn't mean it's, it's definitely fact. A lot of these calls oh. that they weigh in on, it, he, he was kind of giving his opinion. Because there are contrary opinions out there from a lot of people that that was not a hold. So we have a little sound from Tom Brady. Is that right? All right, let's hear a little from Tom Brady. Let's go podcast with Jim Gray talking about how refs should call penalties. Clear, obvious, and indisputable, but it, and prolonged. You know, and I think that in the end of the day, that would be my barometer for throwing flags. You know, that would be my barometer for taunting. Was it clear? Was it obvious? And was it prolonged? If it meets those criteria penalty it could be clear but it could be quick and it doesn't really affect the play that much you know all those things i think would be a, a better barometer for for throwing those flags listen tom brady gets it why don't why didn't that referee get it well that guy wasn't going to catch patrick mahomes so what it didn't affect the play no but i what he's saying about clear obvious prolonged like, right, right so i don't think that hold was clear obvious and prolonged and i don't think it would have affected the play well, no, no holding is going to be prolonged, right? That's it's always yeah, that's pretty a quick play. <laughs> I, I think it does have to be a certain amount of prolonged. Just because you grab onto the jersey outside the shoulder pads doesn't mean you have to hold it for a little bit. Yeah, holding, as, not hold. As the person is, as the defender is trying to get See, away. We get. I told you, I don't want to hear from from, from us armchairs. from us on holding. It is. Well, you admit there is some subtlety to it that it's hard for. I think people at home on TV to, to understand. I'm sorry. I'm just starting to think, what other things in your life would you describe as clear, obvious, and prolonged? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Wait, are you going, what? Am I? I, I know. It's me. Is that part of the TB12 method? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> There's something, yeah. I, I, I hesitate. Mike Carey was the yeah, name Mike of the Carey. man who was the official, the original. He wasn't person. great. He got it wrong a lot. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and actually, his presence was was left much to be desired as well. Yeah. Watch the telecast. I I say rules analysts are about fifty percent on replays. They are not. They have no idea. Oh, Steve Javi went through a portion on Ooh, uh, for yeah. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, eh, eh. <laughs> but you know, listen. That's why it's comfortable to be in the booth because even if you're wrong, you're right. You know. But you're not though, well, especially like, if it's a re- instant nothing, replay. Nothing matters. Like nothing. Uh, it doesn't oh, hurt you that much. Unless you're Mike Carey. Unless you're, you're Mike Carey, you we just name job. check you. <laughs> hey, you got Gene Steratore now. And by the way, uh, all right, not calling you out, but everybody who thought that was so obvious and how could they screw up the Devontae Smith catch? That was not obvious. That was so hard to see. There must have been 50 angles, and you hit the 17th one within 18 seconds. Perloff, it was clear. It was obvious. And it was prolonged that it was not a catch. <laughs> okay. Listen, lucky you, you got away with one. Don't you, worry about it. You're watching live, right? I was watching live, yes. Did you say did you say to yourself before the snap of the next play that was not a catch? No, but I saw, like everyone else, they're really hurrying to the line here. That's a little bit of a red flag. No pun intended that Kyle Shanahan should have thrown a red flag. <laughs> but it was clear, it was obvious, it was prolonged. I'm not let's not put that as the poll question. Let's get 
to Rich Ackerman in just a moment. Coming up, we got to get to Mike McCarthy. Okay, we'll get to Mike McCarthy. Kellen Moore has parted ways with Dallas Cowboys. He's now the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. Can Mike McCarthy make this offense better in Dallas? We'll get to that after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackerman. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you with us today. It's Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers responded to our Romeo Dobbs conversation. We'll get to Mike McCarthy taking over all offensive responsibilities, reportedly including the play calling after the ousting of Kellen Moore in just a moment. But Frank is calling from North Carolina, has a thought from the weekend. What's up, Frank? Hey, thanks for taking the call. It was basically, I mean, I know you guys are just hitting on the uh, penalties and late hits and that stuff, the, the side penalty on Mahomes. But the other one I was going back to was the kicker. And just this whole rule in general is like uh, the block, you know, running into the kicker, right? It was not malicious in any way. And they got the call. They went to a million different replays. They split hairs. We watched it in, you know, 240 frames a second, whatever it is. And the guy is like, you look at, he comes off the line, he gets engaged, he gets turned inside. His momentum is already carrying forward. There's nothing malicious about this guy going after the kicker, but his momentum momentum leads him into the leg as he's falling. Boom, there's a penalty first down. And he got and pushed. Like, I thought he was getting pushed into the kicker more than anything. It, it was hard to tell. And I just think, like, overall, I'm looking back at the whole season, it's like, man, the two things I've been really – you know, frustrated with the most are penalties like this where they're getting penalized via first down for a non-malicious hit. A lot of it's momentum after the fact of the play. The the catch rule, you know, is it a catch? Is it? I don't know what a catch is anymore. I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't think we have to go back to the the days of clotheslines and WWE style stuff. But I mean, I need to make it. It's got to get more clear. It's it's too much replay and it's overanalyzed to split frame by frame to say, okay, there's possession. But now there's movement, so now this doesn't count. Well, in a split second, you slow anything down. I mean, you can freeze frame anything and, yeah, you'll and get find a completely something. different perspective. Totally. It, yeah. It's funny because all the camera angles, all the slow-mo, the ability to challenge, the NFL replay review, and yet we still feel like a lot of times things don't get aren't right. Still well, the wrong call is out there. Frank, thank you so much for your call. So Sports Illustrated's Mike Rosenberg, a friend of ours, wrote yeah. a column today saying the late hit on Patrick Mahomes should not be a 15-yard penalty because there was no maliciousness, just as Frank said. Now, here's the problem. If you start making five-yard penalties on late hits or quarterback hits, the defense wants to kill the quarterback. That's how you win football games. You have to have a pretty strong penalty because you, you basically uh, – 
Mike Patton once told me, the former Browns defense coordinator for a long time, that everybody thinks in the NFL, every defensive guy thinks, take the head, take the head off the dragon and the body will fall. Right. You know that expression? I thought Kill it was the, the snake, quarter. but sure. Yeah, maybe say He called it the dragon. <laughs> the dragon's not real. <laughs> it's a Buddy Ryan, it's a Buddy Ryan yeah. coach philosophy. These defense, they want to kill the quarterback. Absolutely. They want to do what the Eagles did to Brock Purdy. They're, if Tom Brady's a Niners quarterback, as you want next year, yeah. they're going to try to take him out of the game. So I think you can't go from 15 to 5 on quarterback hits, at least at that one thing. Yeah. What about if it's five yards or 10? I mean, 15 just seems so punitive. But if it's five yards, those guys are going to go for the They're head. They're going to go for it all the time. Uh, the late hit, maybe it's a different situation. But I think he was talking about everything. Well, also the the run, the roughing the kicker. Does that need to be fifteen? Well, yards? that's supposed to have a five yard option, right? But I don't know why they didn't into use it. The kicker. That's it's, what happened. I know, but they called roughing. I don't know why. I that was a mistake. I agree with Frank. <laughs> I, that one, I I also didn't understand. Um, but I mean, everyone is saying that that the Bengals were screwed over and the Niners were screwed over. How about the Eagles punting into the wire and nobody saying anything, Maggie? <laughs> because I mean, you ended up winning they, by three scores. It's amazing they won that game with all this <laughs> misjustice. I know. what No one will answer about that really quickly. Why couldn't they just look at the Sky Judge camera and see, hey, is it all of a sudden look like, I don't know, a football ran into it? Like it's going fine and then... Then it's swinging wildly. That's not, but that's not really visual evidence. You need to see the ball hit the wire, right? I, I, I think mean, this can is we circumstantial. Put two and two together. What if the wind caught that camera <laughs> yeah. at the right time to make it shake? I think we need an entire court case on this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> it was really windy on Sunday. It easily could have made. Oh, you're saying cameras shake in the wind all the time? No, no. But if it's going on a trajectory and then all of a sudden it gets, it looks like it gets hit by a football. That would also <laughs> that would help your case, Eagle you, fan. I understand, but I think it's hard to tell. This is the whole thing about officiating and what Frank said about catch from catch. You have to understand we are highly critical because we have these giant TVs with a hundred million cameras and a hundred million replays and slow mo, and still ninety nine percent of the time there's an instant replay and we don't even know the answer. So how are these officials supposed to get it in real time? Okay, the, here's a reason why I don't have any sympathy for the officials because we all are watching on fifty inch TVs in four K. This is why I don't have any sympathy. Think of what you've asked some of these players to do in terms of adjusting how they play. You've asked now defensive linemen who are like 350 pounds to somehow try to stop in midair their own momentum and weight so that they don't just merely fall on a quarterback, let alone actually trying to tackle them and do harm. Let it just falling on them. They've asked defensive players in particular to change so much about how they play. Boo-hoo for you refs that you also are now, like, you get cr- criticized because we all have a million angles in high def. I so, can't cry for you. The players make adjustments. Them. The refs have to make adjustments. Uh, okay, what was the call that was so outrageous that a ref really screwed up? What was the Saints-Rams call this weekend? Um, I mean, I thought the hold was, but we're going to disagree no, on oh that. Oh, my gosh. That hold happens... There were 50 plays in the game that had holds like that. I thought there was a very clear block in the back on the Sky Moore. That one was controversial, return. too. A lot of people say it was the angle that Moore turned on him and that the guy who just happened to be the wrong place at the wrong time and it wasn't an intentional block it in the back. It was two guys together. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Was that so blatant? I thought, I mean, I've, seen, all, I've seen less get called, that's for sure. 
Okay. I, I don't know. That's not exactly. To me, it wasn't Ram Saints where the guy tackled the receiver two seconds before I the mean, ball got there. That and like Armando Galarraga, those could be two of the worst calls of all time you're talking about. Right? Wasn't yeah. it Galarraga with Jim Joyce? Jim Joyce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two might two be two of the worst you're talking about. Was it the worst I've ever seen? No, but were there were there calls missed? Yes. And on top of that, mm. the redo of the third down was just we'd never seen anything like it. Okay, well you agree with this at least that there were probably even worse calls in the 70s, 80s, 90s that just no everybody missed. Pro- and I would argue that Calls we have Des are, Bryant. We don't have to go back to the 80s. Well, that was, you could argue that he didn't complete the, at least there's an argument there. That was a bang, bang play. It was 50% either way. But can you imagine how many, officiating so much better now than it was probably in 1988. I guarantee they have, I think they're more officials on the field. Yeah. They all know they're different mechanics. They have replay. They have this instant fast replay. I keep forgetting the name of it. Yeah. Replay assist. Replay assists. It is so much more accurate now than it used to be, and all we do is complain. I know, but think about it. They also have to be more buttoned up because they're in bed with the gambling sports books. Like you have to, and and still people were claiming there was you know nefarious and there's you know people going down conspiracy theories that the NFL is rigged. That is really important to them. They have to make sure that they do everything they can to make sure things are up and up. I hear you, but you can't say that officiating is worse than ever. Do you think in 1988 they would have caught that Devontae Smith non-catch? They had no chance. There's no replay. Well, so you and I, this is going back now to the Bengals-Bills game, the Jamar Chase touchdown that ended up getting overturned and called not a touchdown. Call me old-fashioned. I don't mind that that's a touchdown. I think that... Like, Devontae Smith, I don't mind that that's actually called a catch. Like, I think there are such incredible, athletic, acrobatic, you know, plays that almost deserve to be rewarded. I hear you, but that's how close it is. I'm saying these are rules that you could still argue about. You're even calling a play. You're like, well, they got the right call, but I don't think that should be the call. But my point is this is so close. You're telling me that these guys are supposed to be perfect when we are parsing these plays down to the tenth of a second? It's I know. impossible. Well, that's why I, I almost am just like a let the call stand kind of person. I love replay. I hear you. But I'm like a neighborhood rule kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> until it doesn't work. Until there's a play that is screwed up in the Super Bowl. Just wait. We still have time. <laughs> yep. There's still a moment for your... Bad roughing the passer. Okay, coming up, Mike McCarthy, the latest. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.